Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. See, okay, now, in my mind, the way I look at it is, I don't think there should be any regulations on these at all, and the main reason is because you have a cell phone that you can call all around the world, and everything else, that, that can do a lot more than a radio can, right? That's not regulated, but it's because it's all tracked through socials and all this shit. Well, that and is, the phone companies want to make money, so... It is kind of regulated because the, the cell phone companies have to hold those licenses and everything else. Understand that your cell phone is nothing more than an amateur radio. It operates on the similar systems. They're just more high-tech and better thing, but the when it comes to the regulations of it, especially in the days before cable TV, everybody pulled signals out of the air with antennas, if you got somebody that's got a beefed up antenna and a beefed up radio, they could interfere with the the TV station. And the licensing system came up because everybody gets a call sign when you get a license and you start transmitting on your, you know, your 50,000 watt radio that you can talk to China on. Hey, you know, th- this call sign is interfering with my TV signal. I-, I get it. Like regulations, ridiculous. But at the same time, though, you don't want something like that interfering with your broadcast television or your even your FM and AM radio stations. I got it. I get what you're saying. So let's – so years ago when I was younger, we saw a landline in the house, right? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about interference? So somehow – so back in the day, I don't know if it still works or not, the landlines had these silver boxes mm-hmm. that all the phone lines were inside. And – it didn't matter what phone service you went with, they were all like junctioned in these boxes. Right. Right. So if it was AT&T or Verizon or whoever you had, they all junctioned. Right. Right. So we were getting our phones upgraded. Somebody crossed a wire and we could hear all our neighbors' conversations. <laughs> Everything. That was what they called back in the, the early days of telephone as the party line, where you had five or six houses on one telephone line, and you could pick it up and listen to what your neighbor was talking about. Right. So it was really <laughs> weird because you'd be sitting there on the phone, and all of a sudden you'd hear a faint dial tone mm-hmm. and a faint ring, and then you'd hear someone talking. Yep. So the the reason I'm saying this is because this is kind of the same thing, but with a, with a wireless signal, which is some you know a radio wave right. that's going through the air. And I get what you're saying about, you know, the FCC or the radios fucking up the televisions. How many people are utilizing rabbit ears anymore, though? Very, very few. I'm probably one of the few people left because I got rid of my cable. I still have uh, I still have an antenna at the house. Yep. And it does work good. However, we recently broke the box that controls it. There you go. And I said, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, we actually kicked the cable and we bought one of those. One of those. It was an indoor 
antenna receiver. We got it set up on the back deck, on the back deck, and uh, we pick up the local channels because we don't hardly ever watch cable. Everything we watch is streaming, so we were able to upgrade our internet, and it was still way cheaper than having the phone and internet. So now we just pick up the local channels. Right, and I mean, all right. So let's go. Let's go back and, and talk about the benefits of that too. So there's all right. Now this is what I'm talking about when I say, you know, the backups upon backups and having yep, the, the rabbit ears, the redundancies. Are, right. So channel whatever action news. Right. Probably has a backup generator. Yep. And can probably still broadcast in the event of an emergency. Right. However, power goes out in your neighborhood. You can't power that cable box. Maybe the main box down the road's not getting power. Right. You might not have shit. That was one of the questions that I asked because I had never experienced it. If the power goes out, do you still receive a cable signal? Okay, this is what was this is what was explained to me. The and I could be totally off, but I, I had to run my own internet lines at my house. And there was a process and the guy explained why. So I was told they can only go so many feet. Without okay. tying into a power box, because they need they need juice to keep that signal going. That it just doesn't work magically. Okay, it has to be powered. So he he told me this is pretty much how it works. They can go about a thousand feet without power. Okay, and they should have relatively decent signal. After that thousand feet, you're going to start having problems. All right. Okay. So what they prefer to do is they you know when they start getting to that thousand foot mark. They want to grab another power box. So meaning they're right? going to tap into the existing power that's already there. The power that the the power that's provided by the city. Okay. Right. So my where my internet comes into my house at, I don't know, I don't know what power box they junction into along the way to my house, but I know they junction into the main energy box right by my house that's not that far away, okay. because we were so far out. From the last power hookup that they they had to grab something. Right. So if my power goes out, my internet goes out with it, or it becomes a very, very shoddy, weak signal, right? Are you looking for something kick-ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. To where loading a video on Netflix is going to take you 20 minutes. Right. Because you're not getting the bandwidth, you know, Mm -hmm. that you were before. So this is my understanding of this. So if power goes out to your whole neighborhood, if if you're getting your news through your internet, or like, you know, if you've got the coax cable with the internet, all that shit. Yep there's a good chance you're going to lose all that communication. And that's where if you have just the regular antennas, <coughs> you can plug your TV, maybe a signal booster if it's required, into your your solar generator 
and you'll still be able to pick up whatever's going on. Even if you only turn it on for 20 minutes to listen to the news to say, hey, there's a hurricane coming through, you can turn it back off, but you still have a way to get that information out there. Right. Or, or I'm sorry, to receive that information, I should say. Now, here's the big here's the big ticket item right now. We're in the age of cell phones, right? Yeah, So, great. okay, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, all these guys, they have backup generators at these tower locations. Right. So if power fails, you should still hopefully have cell signal as long as that's being <laughs> maintained and as long as that cell signal has somewhere to transmit to. And if not, it's done. Right. It's and another thing that's out. Usually, and and I'm just going to go ahead and say this, a lot of them will only have enough fuel on site for one to two weeks. So even if, we'll say if something happens and somebody hacks our power grid and our power grid goes completely down, anything that runs on fuel will still operate. So, you know, amateur radio repeaters, the signals from the the TV stations, radio stations, they're all still going to continue for another week or two. And that all depends on how much power they're putting out. So, again, (laughs) it'll be there for a little bit, but not very long. Right. No, and I got you. So let's get into the Starlink side of this as well, because I know that's every prepper's, like, wet dream. That's the uh, satellite internet, right? Right. Yeah. So let's, okay, now, so I don't care what happens down here on the ground. The satellites are going to stay up there. They're still going to be up there. They're not coming down. They're still going to be powered. They're still going to be functioning. And as long as you have a way to power your ground unit, you're still going to have that connection. Right. right? Regardless. Unless EMP wipes your shit out, something happens. Right. You're still going to have it. I mean, in theory, though, even if an EMP hits here on Earth, the satellites are still going to be flying over. I'm assuming they're probably better well protected because you got solar flares and stuff with no yeah. atmosphere and, protection. And They'll they might be okay, and they're going to be running most likely off of solar energy anyway. Right. So I'm going to say they're going to be better protected. But if you don't have a means to receive that signal here on Earth, right? They're just space junk. Now let's talk about that because that's a second side of Starlink <laughs> that nobody really gets into. Is those satellites have to communicate with something on the ground? Right. If they're not, you don't have internet. So let's say, um, I don't. Know, let's say I have a website, uh, dogcollars.com, right? And I sell dog collars, and I pay for a hosting server for my website, right? Well, let's say their power's out, all their shits down, and that's who hosts my website. You're going to go to dogcollars.com, and it's going to say page doesn't exist, right? Right. And just I'm just using this as an example. Dog collars don't come. Don't fucking sue us. <laughs> but I'm just as an example. So is, you know, if the Starlink is still up and something happens, you may still get Internet, but you might not get everything that you need because it depends on what servers are still up in certain areas. Right. It all. Right? And again, like you say, it all depends on what is receiving that signal down here. Do you have enough food in your pantry for when disaster strikes? Go to www.readywise.com and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire food order. ReadyWise offers long-term food storage items such as chicken and beef that last up to 15 years. But that's not all. Go to www.readywise.com and use our code DOOM10 for 10% off of organic food as well. Offering chili, pasta, and soups, they have you covered. Did we mention they have fruits? bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples, just to name a few. With many more food options for your home, car, or bug-out bag, ReadyWise has your six. 
Go to www.readywise.com now and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off. So if you don't have anything to receive that signal, you might maybe get something, but it's not going to be nearly what you're what you're used to. Now, I don't I don't want to get too heavy into this, but we should get into this because I think it's important. It's probably on a lot of people's minds. So let's talk about the banking servers and that side of it. Oh, God. Yeah, so I used to work for uh, – I don't want to say the bank, but I, I used to do armed security at one of the federal bank headquarters, right? Okay. Not federal as in federal government, like their federal – headquarters like their main location for the bank right um so all their servers and stuff were in-house now they had ups batteries set up bigger than this room Mm -hmm. all right and they had huge backup diesel generators two of them the size of this room okay with their own fire suppression system built into the server room i mean you so you guys can't see the building rusty and i are in right now but dude our server room was probably about half the size of the building we're in. Oh lord! It was it was a big server room, right? right? Um, and it's got windows all around it, so people can continuously look in to see if there's a problem. They've got special fire suppression. They've got an endless power supply, and probably halon. Right. So now, even with all this stuff going on, to keep this bank up and running and to keep these servers and everybody's data secure, and you know, no power failures, no losing people's money, right? Everything was there in place to make that happen. But the internet going to and from there, right? if something happened to that, it's not going to tell you, hey, server error. It's going to tell you this website is currently down for maintenance or currently unavailable or website not found. Now, they do, they did have wireless systems for the servers, but it was mainly to alert someone if there was a problem. Right. It wasn't for transmitting data. If something like that happens, that server is going to be used then for just storage. And exactly. somebody is going to have to physically go in and retrieve the data that they need off of it. They search through it and then retrieve the data. Then they can go send it out. So, I mean, the fact that we're relying so heavily on the Internet is scary. Now, I've I've said that for a while. We've gotten in too deep with yep. relying on the Internet. Uh, yeah. And we re- we are way too digitally reliant to the point, and this is what I think is common for everybody out there that's listening, guys. Imagine when crimes against the internet become federal crimes. Uh, buy books. <laughs> that's the only thing. Well, I get. <laughs> but when it comes to the internet, buy books because okay. an EMP is not going to hurt those. Let's let's take a few steps back here. Mail used to be very protected. Yes. Right. Like oh, extremely oh protected. God. Back remember back well we weren't around. For this time, but remember when it was like custom to send cash through the mail? Yeah. And like that's how a lot of things were done. Yeah. And and then, you know, it was like, no, we have to have armored trucks and shit because people know that there's sensitive shit in the mail. And then the federal government had to step in to start protecting the mail. I mean, that's where I, from what I can put together, that's where train robberies came from. That was U.S. mail. Well, that they were, you know, they knew that the banks were sending, you know, federal banks were sending money to these banks. And they're, oh, well, there's there's money on there. Let's go yeah, get it. and nobody's protecting it. Yeah. So, okay, now think about that and think to yourself that the Internet's going to be that new thing. That's going to be that new, you know, thing. And for those of you that don't think it's coming, think about how many jobs have opened up in the last 20 years, like digital forensics and digital tracking in these. I mean, these it's wild. Look at, the, look at the area down here where you live. It, the housing market has exploded down here because of so many jobs that are available online that people can work from home. That's true. 
And they've just jacked the housing market up so bad down here that, you know, average working people can't necessarily afford it. Oh, well, I got a job based out of New York making $200,000 a year, and I don't have to leave my couch. Now, see, again, though, that goes back to communications. You got a job that you could work from anywhere. Exactly. Right? So when, Rusty, power's out in your neighborhood. We're not turning it back on. They're screwed. But we've got a nice computer over here at this FEMA camp. You want to come on over? Hell no. No, 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 no. Me and my wife have already been running around about the FEMA camps. Ain't no way in hell I'm going to one. I'm taking my kids and I'm coming down here to you. Okay. But no, it's just, it's a prime example of what I'm saying. Like for those of you guys out there that think communications aren't important for the apocalypse or important just in general for daily communications, we are so reliant on this. I mean, it, it, just look at the, the tornadoes that just happened, you know, on the other end of Tennessee. You know, Mississippi, there was a, a Shelby Jack. She was telling us the uh, what happened down there. I can, I'm willing to bet and guarantee that there were ham radios on the ground that were relaying information while everything was going down and after in aid to what's going on. Right. So, you know, even if you, I mean, ham radio operators, we, I don't want to say we, I have not yet done it. But they will show up and do anything and be able to relay communications for, like, search and rescue in the mountains. You'll have ham radio operators show up for that. There are different kinds of programs that people can sign up for and become proficient in how to use a radio so they can relay communications back and forth. Right, guys. And, I mean, the the training is extremely important to have the training, right? It's very important to... Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Get on board with how to utilize these things. And, and then there's the maintenance side. A dead radio with bad batteries isn't going to do you any good, no. right? So keeping up with your radios being charged, your, your backup generators having fuel, your solar generators being charged... We started getting hit with those crazy winds last night. Yep. Right? My first thing I did was, shit, I got to go make sure my generators are charged up, right? Yep. Just just to top them off in case the power goes out and then I'll be screwed. They were both fully charged, so I was like, rock on. We're in good shape. I mean, I was listening to the radio last night, and I heard a couple of guys chatting back and forth, and one of them, they, you know, a couple of them, they were out without power. One guy got on his radio. He hooked his motorcycle battery up to it. You know, to power his radio to talk to, you know, people going on what's going on around him. So really, you just got to kind of get creative. What can produce 12 volts? Because that's what most amateur radios run off of are 12 volts. That's a good point. And I mean, if you really sit down and you think about this, I don't care if you're a prepper, not a prepper. I don't care what you do. No. We are all, every single person on this planet, I don't care if you're an elderly person in a nursing home. I don't care if you're a baby laying in a crib. There's a baby monitor monitoring you that's sending a communication back and forth exactly. to your parents all the way to the old person that's watching their daily news and wanting to know what's going on in the world. We are all utilizing communications and technology to some point. 
Yep. And the fact of the matter is, is we've all become so dependent on this. When the plug gets pulled, we are going to have a really big what the fuck moment. And then we're going to have to figure out what to do next. Exactly. A lot of us are going to figure out what to do next is going to be to jump on these radios. Like I get to, I can tell you what, if shit broke bad tomorrow, the internet didn't work. Phone lines went down, everything else. First thing I'm doing is I'm handing my wife a two way and saying, Hey, I'm going to go take a walk around. See if there's anything going on downtown. I'm going to take a ride. If shit breaks bad, send me a message. Right. Or I'll send you a message. Well, I mean, the other... <coughs> that's the that's the idea, the, the radios, is being able to stay in touch with people. So understand that... And, under, you know, a two-way radio is going to work great for what it is. But if you can get a mobile setup, you know, a mobile setup puts out more power. You can talk to people. A good distance away. You know, if you're putting out 50 watts on a, on a UHF, VHF radio, you can talk to somebody 20, 30 miles away, depending on your environment and your topography and everything else. So that's Those are other things that you have to understand when it comes to radios is your your surroundings are really going to play into it. You know, down here in the mountains, you tend to, you're probably going to rely heavily, more heavily on repeaters because you could be down in a valley. You're not going to get a signal over that mountain. Right. No, I understand that. And, you know... And that's go buy a mobile station, go buy a base station, you set these up in your house. So that way you can talk to, you know, somebody on the other side of the mountain that's 30 miles away. So a good, a really good thing to think about with this, when you guys are going out and you're just say you're going out and buying a radio, when, when they, you go out and you buy a two way, it says 35 miles on it. False advertising. Clear. That's, that's perfect conditions, clear line of sight, nothing in the way and getting very, very lucky. Jester, that is that is me and you standing on top, the absolute tip top of two mountains, thirty five miles away. Right, and even then, I'm going to call bullshit. See, I you know I've never had any that ever work as advertised. I I never have. No, realistically, the little ones that you buy at Walmart, wherever, the little FRS radios, right. You, a maximum you're going to get maybe two miles out of them, and that's perfect conditions. That's me and you standing on the same stretch of interstate, seeing each other. No, okay. Good example, my two ways, right? That I have, I have, I have the Cobra floating radios. Okay, I love them; they're great. Now they work everywhere around my property, inside or out. They don't get cut off anywhere. I have full signal around my entire property. Yeah. The moment I get a half mile down the road, they don't work. But you know why I like that? Because that means that signal's not getting out to anybody a half mile down the road. Very true. Mm. Unless, unless what? Unless somebody <laughs> has, say, somebody like me that has a, a ham radio has a really nice antenna on it, I could probably pick up what you're putting out. But just because that little that little radio that you have with that little tiny antenna, you're not going to be able to pick it up just because of your equipment. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. So that that's that one thing to think about. Just because, just because you know you and you and mischief can't talk to each other doesn't mean that I wouldn't be able to hear what you're saying another three hundred yards away. That's a good point. So just everything it plays into you know your antenna and your equipment. Now let's let's talk about this side of this too, though. There's a lot of people out there running on these type of radios. Mine. Like, I got a privacy channel set and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But because there's so many people out there running on these in the area, I'll occasionally get comms chirping up in the middle of the night. I'll occasionally get a little bit of feedback. Or you'll just randomly hear them just key up and key out and key up and key out. Right. Just because random signals bouncing this, that, the other. 
because they're because they're channel locked, they're frequency locked. You can't adjust them, even with the privacy codes. I can pick up that radio and I can go through and I can just start messing with people anytime I want. It, it there's no privacy when it comes to amateur radio. So again, the best thing you can do is communicate with somebody on one frequency. Say, hey, we're going to switch to channel delta. That's really the only way you can mask any kind of communication. So, yes, it can happen. People can chime up, and it just all depends on who's in whatever mood. They could also maybe be getting some sort of, uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, uh, over deviation, where they're, okay. they're broadcasting on one frequency, and they may be in a section of band that they're not supposed to be in, but they could be broadcasting on one frequency, and for whatever reason, they're deviating one way or the other. And you could be picking that up on your little radio. See, it's it's very possible, and I mean, just here's the other thing too. One of the biggest things for the comms for for me is an example is I want those comms because I want to know what's going on around me. If shit, it's the fan. Yeah, right. So if somebody starts saying, "Hey, man, there's this house down the road, and they got a stack of firewood outside, and it looks like they got three goats we could take," I might know they're talking about my house, right? And then I could be ready for these guys, right? right? So you know, little things like that to just be able to listen and pick up. You should always have somebody monitoring these monitoring these things if you can. If you can have one of these radios and just have it on scan, like a CB, and just have it on scan, picking it up, picking up, picking up. It's kind of a great it's kind of a great asset because you're not transmitting. You're no, just listening. You're just listening. But the thing is, though, is there are a lot of frequencies to scan on. Mm-hmm. So, in all honesty, you need to have probably two or three radios scanning at different points. And this is you know a perfect apocalypse basically, but have multiple radios scanning at the same time. So that way you might just happen to catch them at the right time. Cause most radios, when they're scanning, if they pick something up, they'll stop scanning. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found the, the, the guys talking last night. You know, I just hadn't just hit the scan button and I picked them up and I was listening, sitting there listening to their conversation. There you go. And they were, from what I can understand, they were about 40 or 50 miles away from where I was. So I knew they were running some pretty good equipment. Oh yeah. And there's no way they could hear me. Cause I tried chiming <laughs> in a couple of times and then nothing. <laughs> That's that's wild though. So we're about to be out of here, guys. Uh, we're coming up on our time limit. So Rusty, first off, thank you for being here in the studio. Thanks for having me and man. recording down. This is awesome. Um, you're only the second person I've had in studio. This is my first podcast. Like I said, there you go. It's just pretty freaking sweet, right? Yeah. Um, so that and uh, any last piece of it, minute advice for anybody that's get new into comms, getting into comms, do's don'ts. Any last minute advice? Don't do anything illegal. Don't don't talk in between radio services. Get the license so you can practice. Again, $35 for 10 years. You can't go wrong with it. You can take the test now. You can do them all online. You don't even have to leave your house. That's how I did mine. Um, just don't do anything that's going to get you in trouble with the FCC. And have fun with it. Learn as best you can. Find a ham club in the area and see if somebody will you know take you under their wing and say, hey, here, here, this is how you do this. That's that's the best thing I can say for anybody. Sounds like good advice to me. So, <laughs> or keep listening to this Doomsday podcast, and maybe I'll come back on and give you some more advice. There you go. I like that. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. All right, have fun. is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, 
Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richmond, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.